0: Peace. So are you in this narcissistic system that we've been talking about, that we left off on part two? We're going to find out because narcissism, we've learned there's a spiritual side to it. And that spirit has to operate through a system. It works through a system. We want to make sure that you're not in it. So we have to learn about the red flags. We have to learn about the key identifiers and the key players, which we're going to pick up today on part 2B of Beware of the Narcissist after this. Respect these boundaries, religious critics are not welcome here. This brand has no religious affiliations. Critical spirits with religious projections, prophecies, pronouncements, criticisms, Questions, etc., will be ignored and, when necessary, blocked on all of our platforms. What if you don't recognize the danger you're in? Unresolved issues only fester into vows of destruction, unexplained emotional decline, nonstop strife, mysterious sickness. What if they're all just symptoms and not the actual problem? You could be in relationship with a killer emotionally. So know the signs of such a perpetrator before it costs your very life. Beware of the narcissist an eight part series that might spare you from one of the most destructive types of relationships you could ever be in. Peace, Truth Tribe. If you are already a part of our tribe over here, which I got to talk to you about that in a minute. If you are not already a part of the tribe and you don't know who I am, peace. I'm coach, author, counselor, and coach, Zara Harrison, helping you remember that love does not lie or expect you to live one. We are not to be a fool for love. Love is wisdom and that wisdom is so healing. And that means you cannot love toxic people the same way that you love healthy people. So we've been learning that. Um, I have some updates as far as Truth Tribe is concerned, and I'll make it really brief so that we can get into the series. And then in another video, I will go in more detail about what I'm about to say. So if you look in the description to this video, you will find that in order to be a part of Truth Tribe, there are seven things that you must do. Before it was a little more, you know, lighter, but before you can call yourself True Tribe, you need to do those seven things. And one of them is to complete the 30-day journal challenge because you ain't in True Tribe if you got a problem with exercising what you learn. Like we don't do hearers around here. We don't do people that just hear. We do people that hear and they do. And so the list is there and moving forward, the list will be in the description. So you can take a look at that video to see what those requirements are. If you can't meet them, you are not a part of True Tribe. So when I say peace, True Tribe, I'm not talking to you. You're just a viewer. You're just watching. Thank you for watching. But you're not True Tribe. And the reason why I am putting this into effect is because True Tribe is going to be having a meetup in the summer of this year. And I can't just, I can't make it available to any and everybody because I don't like large crowds. I'm an introvert. That's a problem for me. So it needs to be an intimate setting. And so only the people who are serious about Truth Tribe will have the opportunity to come to that. So that means that you're doing what is in the description that is listed. You're on the email list. You're on the telegram. Like, you're a part of it. You do this. You're doing the downloads. If you don't do any of those things, I would prefer that we just keep our relationship online. <laughs> okay? Because, yeah, you're not serious. So, um, but you're welcome to watch, but you're not to try You know what I'm saying? That's, that's a special kind of group right there. Um, so just make sure that you're aware of that right now. We're on a 30 day journey journal, uh, challenge. And today is day five. Um, I think today would be like the last day you can hop on if you haven't already. Um, if you miss this, you can still be a part of truth tribe. You just need to do your own without the Collective group doing it at the same time. You can do it, you know, later on your own terms. But right now we're on day five, and since you only have to journal three times a week, this is probably like the last day you can jump on board with us with that. And go look at my previous video to see the benefits of that and why it's really important that we do that. So last time um for part two, I had to cut it short. I had an emergency. Um when I do this narcissism series, I've been under like really like serious duress and spiritual attack. It's been like really crazy so that I don't present this information. And um yeah, it happened. And so it tries to happen like every time. So please petition with me if you know the most high. Um I ask right now that the most high will just if there's anybody here with a perverted spirit whose spirit is not of him, that they will depart and that they will leave. And that they will not be here. And I ask that if you know the Most High, you would ask that as well. Because this information is can set captives free. And the enemy doesn't want that because he has people held captive. And so I am being attacked spiritually because of that. So if you know the Most High, when I do, especially this particular series, it's been aggressive. So if you could please just ask the Most High like right now, if you know him by name and you really got a relationship with him to cover me to protect me to lead and guide me and just protect me through this this series because it um it be serious. So yeah. Okay. So the last time we talked about codependency and we talked about um are you in the system? So we talked about that while narcissism has spiritual roots, it operates in the physical realm through a system. That's how it gets its hands on people. Um, Outside of that, it it doesn't really have a power, but it has to work through a system in order to, to have some of that power. So the narcissistic system originates in the unhealed family of religion. And we talked about that in part one, what that looked like and what happened. And so we're going to find out how you might participate in the system of narcissism by comparing intergenerational trauma with religiosity. And we talked about what those have to do with narcissism. If you missed it, you really need to go back and look at the previous parts. So I had to cut part two short. So I made it a 2A and a 2B. So this is 2B. So you're welcome to watch this one, but it's really important for you to have the full understanding to go back and watch the other videos. Don't start from here because then it's like you started in the middle of the movie, so to speak. So you don't really understand what's going on, but you're welcome to watch right now, but just please commit to going back and watching it. So we talked about the system and we talked about a few things that determine whether or not you are in the system or not. So we're going to pick that up today. And we talked about last thing that we left off with was, um, this idea of codependency, um, and whether this is how the narcissistic system thrives, right? Because narcissists are dependent by nature. Um, this is how they reinforce the power, their power, and manipulate others in the family. They uh, have a very hard time being on their own. Like they, they can't run the system or uh, be a narcissist without other people and using other people and using things. So they're very dependent on other people in order for this system to work. So you wanna make sure that you're not one of the people that they're depending on to run this wicked uh, state or behavior, okay? You'll find that um, narcissists even take drugs and drink often to support their inflated self-image and escape reality. They hate who they believe that they are. They may not even be as bad as they think they are But they, in their mind, they think they're just, they're terrible. They won't say that to you, but this is the root of why they're behaving this way. And so in order to not feel that, oftentimes, in addition to inflating their image, when they're hit with the fact that they're in delusion because someone tells them the truth um, or their view is contradicted, then they'll often... um, Resort to drinking and smoking a lot Like uh, doing drugs Smoking a lot of weed Smoking um, other type of Doing other recreational types of drugs And um, just being addicted To a drug or a drink Because they're dependent by nature They don't know how to function Outside of someone or something Making them feel better Um, They don't depend on the most high They, They gotta depend on somebody else To help them feel that way So When we talk about that with the church system, because again, we're showing the parallel between the religious system and intergenerational trauma, because these are the two main systems that this spirit flows through. Right. And so you'll find many churches have a pastor or a lead, a leader or an assembly or a camp or whatever, whoever that leader is, you'll often find that they struggle with some strong addiction. Um, in, it's very private they'll never tell you you'll never know it but they're struggling usually with some because th- we talked about in part one this spirit of perversion usually it's a sexual thing it's some sexual perversion they're really struggling with so it could be pornography it could be adultery they could feel like they are um they have a sex addiction and oftentimes they even have they abuse substances they might um, gamble they might have eating disorders they might um, be obsessed with exercise. Um, it's in order to to feed that inflated sense. If they use the narcissistic supply that we've talked about, which is people, but then they also use substances or things. So if they're extra, like they're extra in getting a fitness together, like you look like you about to bust out your skin. Um, that can usually be a sign. I'm not saying it always is. Some people just have an addiction to f- fitness because maybe they used to be overweight and they never want to be overweight again so it can't just be one isolated incident of uh, the other things have to line up but the point that I'm making is codependency is not just relationally they have a dependence on something else in addition to people and it's usually like some kind of drug some kind of activity some type of um sexual thing Uh, because they're dependent on things to make them feel better. So anybody that struggles with things like that, you want to pay attention to see if the parts that we discussed in part one and two A align, because that might be what you're dealing with. And you don't want to be in the system of that person in the wrong way where you're promoting this, this wicked spirit. So when it comes to the codependency as well, um, this is how they reinforce their power, like we talked about here. Um, so the way that this happens is they, outside of the depend, the things that are dependent upon that are tangible and are not people, then there are people. So the people that they use, they're gonna tend to the needs of the narcissist. They keep them happy so that they'll get their praise, they get their money, or maybe even their childcare. So the way that they keep people uh, Dependent on them and vice versa is um, this something that the narcissist has that the other person needs? Whether it is validation because they gaslit them for so long. So, like if a parent is a narcissist um, and the child kind of one of the children kind of knows it, but they don't want to disappoint them because they've been groomed to believe that you have to agree with whatever I say. You cannot see the truth. You only follow the truth that I give you. Um, they will just submit and they will just obey that parent's lies, disgust, greed, like all kind of stuff, the spirit that's working through the person. And so the system manifests because a person doesn't want to admit the truth about the person, about their mother, about their father, about their sibling. And so the system thrives. That That's how it keeps going. We talked about last time it keeps going on disorder and chaos, right? So if we never deal with the truth, if we never heal, if we never... um have uh, appropriate healthy conversations to resolve conflict in the appropriate way. That's how the system keeps thriving. So they'll pretend they want it fixed. They'll pretend, no, I don't want it like this, but they're they're lying. The, the system thrives off of the chaos. And so the people that get the child care, like you take care of my child, I need a babysitter. Um, you give me money, that's how I can pay my bills. And if I get stuck, like I know I can go to you. Um, the praise you, you tell me that I'm not a bad child. You make me feel like that. I'm okay. And it's twisted because they'll do the good things, but then they'll also do the bad things. So the person is always in a state of confusion because it's like they're under a spell, which they are because this is like a spiritual thing. Right? So a person can see, um, Physically see with their own eyes. Like you know what's going on. But they can't see through the spirit. What the person is doing to them. So a child will in this situation. Will defend to the death. A wicked person. A wicked parent. A wicked um, whoever it is. Defend them in their sin. In their wrong. They are the epitome of calling good evil. And evil good. And the system operates. With the, the people that they gaslight into they calm them into thinking they love everybody and I'm doing this so everybody can be okay and I'm doing this you know just to make sure that you know we're together as a family unit they're lying they're not they uh, this is there everybody is a piece and they're using everybody against each other so the very fact that there is so much confusion in this dynamic proves to you that the person does not really care about peace and unity. they're causing all of the division but making it look like they are the center of keeping it together, if that makes any sense. Um, So again, when we get to this uh, codependency part, The people that are codependent on the narcissist, the the codependent relationship of the narcissist and the people that are blind, they're going to participate in these wicked schemes. They're going to watch it all happen. They're going to pretend not to notice that it's happening. They're going to deny that it's happening if somebody confronts it. And they're even going to refuse to stop it. They are that uh, engulfed in the system that they are like an accessory to a spiritual crime. That's what they're doing. So they will act as an apologist for the harm that they do. So they may say things like, well, mom doesn't really know what she's doing. Or dad doesn't really know what he's doing. Or mom had a, such a hard childhood she don't know no better. Or dad has such a hard childhood that they don't know no better. And so they'll um, they'll make some previous history um, that this parent or this, you know, person had, and then they'll make it as if it's an excuse for harming other people. Um, they're always apologizing for them and then getting angry with you. If you don't accept the false apology, like, well, she doesn't mean it, or he doesn't mean it, or they don't mean it. You know, um, pastor doesn't mean it. Uh, the leader at the assembly or the camp, whatever, doesn't mean it. You know, they just, that's how, you know, and the truth of the matter is they do mean it. They're fooling people into believing that they don't know what they're doing. I don't know if you've seen the skit that I recently put up. And um, the girl with the orange jacket was like, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. So the woman, the Messiah said that, forgive them for they know not what they do. they I, I believe they knew, knew what they're doing, but it was, I ain't gonna get into that. But forget about all that. Let's say, Let's say they didn't know what they were doing at that time. After it happened, then they did know. They did know what they were doing. Fast forward, when he rose again and everything changed. As a believer, if you claim to believe in the Most High and you believe in the Messiah, now you know too. There's, there's no excuse that you don't know. Like, we know now, right? So what the narciss- the spirit of the narcissist will do is they'll use that uh, tool and technique of pretending they don't know what they're doing. I, I don't know what you mean. What huh? I don't know. I would never. And they they're like a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. They're very they can be very calm about it sometimes. They can be very like um gentle in abusing you psychologically. <laughs> like they really can. And um, all the while, it's a part of how they keep their system functioning and thriving. So again, back to this issue of codependency. They need people and things to run their system. You want to make sure that you're not one of those people or things. So uh, the people in the system are often under the delusion that they're the only one who understands a narcissist. They're the only one, especially that main one that stick up for the narcissist, um, they're, you, they're going to ride or die. They're going to go to death with their parent over they sin. Like you are not about to say that mommy is like this or daddy is like, that they're going to I'm talking about the, the person could pull out an ax and slice somebody up and they're still going to defend their parent. They're still going to defend whoever did it. That that's how groomed they have been. The narcissist has usually been training them from very young, um, the people that they use to operate their system. So by the time they get older, they really do believe what the narcissist is saying. They really honestly, the the person that the narcissist has controlled and groomed, they really believe what the narcissist is saying. They really think it's everybody else's fault. They really think everybody is against the narcissist. They really think it's the whole world against the narcissist. They really believe that. And they rally with them and defend them because they feel so bad about it. It's it's similar to people taking up for the devil. Like, yeah, y'all did this to you. That's not, it's, it's very similar to that. It's very sick and they don't understand what they're in all the way because they've been gaslit. Now they're aware of a lot of things, especially if you confront them with the truth, but there's a degree of it that they're just very, they're very blind. About Because, again, they've been groomed and trained to be this way so that the narcissist can live and thrive. But, again, it's a codependent relationship between the narcissist and the people that help the narcissist destroy families and lives and uh, religious sects and communities and all this stuff like that. Um, they It can't exist without these people. So if it's existing, people are helping Helping this happen, that that you're the, they're a part of it, and I hope you won't be a part of something like this when you see these things that we're talking about in this series. The last thing is that the codependent relationship that the narcissist has with the people that help them in their sin and in their narcissism is they experience what's called trauma bonding with the narcissist. So they're emotionally and physically addicted to them, literally like addicted to them. So it feels like Without this relationship, they might die. It's that toxic. It's that toxic. So you gotta be really ser- be really careful trying to confront the people that enable the narcissist because they can corrupt you and get you caught up. So I wanna look at this, this, this how the system, what the system looks like and how it works again. Like we talked a little bit about it, but let's go, to the system again. So we talked a little bit about this system where um, in the family, we talked about in the, the narcissistic system period, we've talked about that. But now let's look what it looks like in a family. If you're in a family, it's the same spirit. It has to operate through a system. It's just that the dynamics of the system change changes. So it's usually a parent and that parent um, usually has a favorite, which we call the golden child. Let me just refresh your memory in case you don't remember. Hold on. Let's go back real quick. Let me show you what I showed you. I think it was here. So this is the narcissistic system. Remember? So you have the narcissist, the golden child, the enabler, the flying monkeys, the lost child, the golden, the scapegoat. And we talked about that last time. So now let's get back to this is the system, the foundation of the system, but it appears differently based on religion and family. So in family, instead of calling a person, the thing, the enabler or the flying monkey, which that's what they are, we'll, we'll talk about exactly what that looks like here. So let's go back to the family system of narcissism, what that looks like in the family. It's usually a parent. It's usually a parent at the head of it. And then there's a favorite that they have. This is how they feel better about themselves. And then they usually have the spouse that enables them. And then the family and the siblings are usually like the flying monkeys. So the spouse is enabling the behavior. They're not speaking up, or it's a, it could be a boyfriend or a girlfriend of you know the mother or the father. Um, sometimes the enabler could be the oldest sibling, um, but they're enabling the parent. They know what they're doing, but they have such a codependent relationship and they bond through that trauma that they enable the narcissist to keep the system going. Now, the flying monkeys where you see the monkey is usually the rest of the family and the siblings. Um, They support how the enabler enables the narcissist. They will attack you if you tell the truth. If you speak up, if you say what mom or dad did to you, um, you're going to it's like a it's, it's like a it's like an emotional crucifixion. Um, it, that's a, that's a huge threat to them. They, these are not reasonable people. Okay. The enabler and the, the flying monk, the flying monkeys, especially, they're not reasonable about this. Um, if you don't get on board with maintaining this illusion, we're going to emotionally and verbally assassinate you because you attacking the, uh, the, the illusion that we're trying to present. And they've been groomed to. Believe that that's their duty in the family, the flying monkeys that is, or the rest of the family and the siblings. They believe that's their job to make sure that nobody threatens that. So you a whole sellout. You a whole um uh uh what you call it when somebody betrays somebody. You a whole um what's the word y'all? You're you're going against the family. You're a, a like a snitch. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's how they're groomed to think about anybody who says anything otherwise and what the narcissist wants the family to believe. And they will go, they will fight you to the death about about the narcissist who's usually the parent, um, at all costs. And it's it's a terrible, terrible feeling. And we'll talk about how that affects you throughout the rest of the series and some things that you can do about it. But right now I just want to show you what the system looks like. In the system, there's also somebody that's being highly ignored, and there's usually another child. So the narcissist usually has a a favorite that they really love. And then they have a child that they just ignore. They don't, they don't treat that child really terrible, but they don't treat them really good. It's almost like they were never even born. Um, they don't really have a use for them. You know, they, they don't speak to them when they see them, but they don't, uh, they just neglect them basically. And then you have the healed child. If this, if somebody in this system gets healed and they break out of it and they see what's really going on in this, in this family based on this narcissistic system that it has borrowed itself into the family system, they are the scapegoat or what you call the scapegoat. Like we talked about on the other slide. Um, they are, in other words, the black sheep of the family. Everybody hates them. Everybody talks about them. If anybody brings this person up, that's been healed, is negative. It's oh, I heard about you. We don't deal with her. It's like all these. It's um they they almost uh, blackmail that person in a sense. They um it's like in in the entertainment industry where the spirit of narcissism is very heavy and alive. Um, if somebody doesn't do like how they want things to go, they, they blacklist them. And so now all of a sudden they don't know why they can't get certain jobs. They go in a certain place. It's like that. The family with, that has this system operating. If somebody tries to talk about the truth, if they try to confront people with the truth because they want to heal, they're not trying to hurt anybody. It's not like, yo, I hate you and I want you to die. It's like I want to expose the truth because I want us to heal so that we can resolve these generational curses and issues in our family. No, they are delusional, so they don't see it that way. And so you will become blacklisted now. Um, once you leave from it and depart from being inside of that system, now everybody got everything to say bad about you. but it's just because you know the truth and it's just it's a war against light and darkness. and so they're in darkness and that light as you heal it gets brighter and they can't take it. So they have to make you look like the enemy. you look like you crazy like you just on some some craziness. Um, in order to maintain their illusion and feel like they're not doing evil and wicked, even though it is, right? It's a very sick sick system. And if you've been in it, you know what that feels like. And it's terrible. And I hope that this series will help you get out of it. So this is what usually happens in marriages. So we talked about the family as a whole, but when there's a narcissist who's married or in a relationship, or there's like a a leader who has a family family, Um, their marriage usually looks like this. Abuse, cover-ups, affairs, scandals, and addictions. That's what's really going on behind the facade. Because again, we talked about this codependent nature that they have, and we talked about the fact that um, the system has to run through um, things and people that make them feel better at any cost or any expense. So the wife will look like everything's fine, and it's really not. She might... um, she might, uh, she'll even defend the narcissist, uh, knowing his like she'll know that he's having affairs, she'll know that he's embezzling money, she'll know that he is a fraud, and she will defend it like you better not say nothing about it, um, even though she knows like what she's in, and it's really sad because she's been groomed that way. And so, oftentimes, in the religious system and in the family system, that same narcissistic system. Is adopted by those two things And then this is what it, it 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 spits out Because People with an addictive behavior Need attention Excessive amounts of attention It often leads to affairs And then enablers help cover it up Everybody that's around them They help cover it up So no, no, we're going to act like we don't know what's happening That's, that's a narcissistic system So for example if People in a church or an assembly or a camp don't see their dark side. They may say, well, how could he be abusive? Or I never knew he or she was capable of that. Like, everyone loves him so much they can't believe it. The community gets outraged at the accuser instead of the actual narcissist. This is the this is how strong a delusion is. They'll get mad at the people that spoke up and said something. So it's like... They'll cut, they'll, they're so deluded that they'll cover up situations. And then if something gets beyond their control and they can't cover it up anymore in these systems, they'll be like, I I can never see him that way. Y'all been participating in helping him or her be like this, but I I just, I've never seen that. I just, you know, and, um, it's like hard for them to believe because they're so gaslit into thinking they, they were, they were doing something good. Because the narcissist will really convince you that I'm helping, I'm trying to help everybody. Like, I'm trying, I'm trying to bring peace. They, they don't repent. They will say sorry, they will cry, but they don't repent. See, repentance is when you are sorrow and grief for what you've done. It's not a show. You're not doing it just to manipulate people. And then the second thing is it um, changes. And that change usually re- involves a restoration of some sort. So if I've destroyed your life in some way, True repentance means I want to restore that. I want to help you recover what I did to you. So if that's not happening, the apology was fake. You got manipulated in the family system, in the religious system. You need to really be careful because if nothing's changing and we're still doing the same thing, you're not sorry. That's a, that's a sign, okay? So when it comes to these marital systems, they'll look like they really love their wife and they care for their wife, but it's just a show, They need it to look that way so that they can continue to lead or do whatever they're doing in the community because they believe that people respect marriages and being in a marriage in a, in a certain way helps them look more righteous or more, uh, respectful or whatever, but they don't care about their wives or their husbands. They just, they're just a piece in the puzzle for them. They're, they're another puppet that they string and do what they need to get them to do. Uh, They don't care about helping her heal and loving her well or nothing like that. Um, So pastoral leaders are often looked at as though they're above uh, suspicion, like just like they're just totally above it. Meanwhile, a respected celebrity pastor in constant scandals involving adultery, abuse and embezzlement and more still doesn't help people see it. Like I'm telling you, it's like how many scandals need to come out? about people in this religious system or certain things for you to like get it, to, to understand what's happening. Like people will still attend these leaders' uh, gatherings, all that, um, and still like enable them. <laughs> I mean like time and time and time again, it's like, it's ridiculous. And you just don't wanna be a part of that system because then you're you're acting as if you're an accessory to a crime, a spiritual crime. And y'all doesn't take it lightly. So you don't want to be enabling a narcissist behavior. You don't want to be a narcissist supply. We talked about narcissistic supply. I put narcissist supply. I meant to put narcissistic supply on the slide. But you don't want to be their supply. You want to get out of that system because you're, you're dealing with a spirit that ain't playing with you. Like you might be playing. It doesn't, this spirit of a person Uh, And again, it depends where you people are on the spectrum. If a person is really low on the spectrum, because it's really wide is like, and it's really varied. And then you have people that are covert and over, which we'll get into. But if you see these signs, um, you, you don't want to, uh, treat this person like I'm, I can love them to life by letting them walk on me and enabling them in their sin and covering things up and being quiet. That does not. That type of spirit, uh, you only make it stronger in its delusion when you behave with them like that. That's not the kind of love that works with them. Confrontation with wisdom, uh, calling to repentance with wisdom and holding accountable. And then if you need to cut it off is what's going to do it. Not just enabling them and listening to them cry for the 10th year about the same thing. And they still didn't do anything. And, 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 Acting like they don't know what they did, and you're like, well, I don't think they know. They know. The <laughs> narcissist knows. You have to stop falling for that lie, okay? Or else you you are you're participating in the system, and you are feeding it, and you are allowing it to thrive. And the most high is not okay. Okay. So, let's look at what the system looks like in religion. It's usually a bishop, somebody has the head of something, and then he has a pastor. And then that pastor usually has is dealing with somebody that's the backslider or somebody that's awakened. The staff and the congregation are the enablers and the flying monkeys. They help the bishop keep going in the pastor. They keep, they help them. The pastor's the golden child. They, this is kind of what it looks like in the system. So if you're not in a, a, a church, Christian church system, you just swap it out if it's an assembly or a camp. If you see this happening, yeah, it's probably a narcissistic system. A leader who has a has a a favored one, a favorite one, um, staff and other congregation or people that help them sin and cover stuff up. The backslider who's usually ignored and tries to come in and out and come back and forth. And the awakened one who tries to tell the truth but gets slandered and blacklisted for doing it. And everybody else in the system ha- hates them for telling y'all what what's going on in this camp, the assembly, or this religious system. Same system. Showing up in family and religion. Same system. Showing up in family and religion. Okay, so I want us to look at something. I want to read Matthew 23 for you because I want us to just see what this system looks like in religion. Uh, Because we talked a lot about the family system. Now let's look at what it looks like in religion. I really believe that Matthew, uh, 23 shows us that, and I'm going to be reading verse 26 through 34. If you see this run, if you see this in the, in what you believe is a loving spiritual community, if you see these things that we're about to read, you need to run because it's a narcissistic system. Okay. So let's look at what it says. It says, Phariseum exposed. Then Yahusha spoke to the crowds and to his disciples saying, the scribes and Pharisees have seated themselves in Moses' chair of authority as teachers of the law, so practice in observing everything they tell you, but do not do as they do. Don't do what they do. Why? Because they preach things, but do not practice them. So in other words, they don't practice what they preach. They tell you what you need to do, but they don't do it for themselves. They don't repent. They don't love. They're not full of the Holy Spirit, but they they might tell you to make sure that you do that, but their life isn't evidence of it. <coughs> Verse four, the scribes and Pharisees tie up heavy loads that are hard to bear and place them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not lift a finger to make them lighter. So they want you to do all this stuff and serve them, but they don't serve you. You you are work like a slave for them, but they're the leader. So you just need to do. You just need to serve them. When a true leader serves, a true leader serves. But in this system, no, you are there for the narcissist, and nothing and nobody else. Not even the Most High Ya. Yeah. They don't really care about how you doing. So let me just tell you real quick, we're not talking about somebody that's holding you to a higher standard and you're like, oh my gosh, that's too much. No, the same standard they hold to, they hold themselves to. The same effort they want you to give, they're giving that to you. In a narcissistic system, not so. Not so. Okay? So uh picking up with verse four, um, I mean verse five. They do all their deeds to be seen by men for they make their phylacteries, I hope I'm saying that right, Teflon why to make them more conspicuous and make their tassels long. They love the place of distinction and honor at feasts and the best seats in the synagogues, those on the platform near the scrolls of the law facing the congregation and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and public forums and to have people call them rabbi. This is why I be telling y'all, stop calling me, stuff. Stop, stop idolizing me. Don't do that to me and don't do that to yourself because true Tribe is not a ministry and I, I don't run my life like that. Don't call me your teacher. The Messiah said don't call nobody else teacher, but him. Let the Holy Spirit now, the season in life we're in now, be your teacher. Not saying that we can't have teachers out here because people are anointed and appointed, but you shouldn't be idolizing them. They shouldn't be like the only one you can go to to get information when you have the spirit of the most high. That's That's a lie. There's not no one person that has everything you need and nobody else has it when you have the spirit of the most high. But they want to look the part. That's why people come, why you ain't got this on? Where's your fringes? Where's your hair covered up? I don't do, see, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't use dress and appearance to confirm where I am with y'all. Modesty is important, but I'm not about to be out here making you think because I got all these tassels, all this stuff on That I'm righteous. This is what the narcissistic system does though. They determine their righteousness by what they look like. All the stuff that they got on. The high places that they're in. Wanting people to call them teacher and master and rabbi and all this stuff like that. Desiring that. Craving that. Wanting that place of glory. Narcissistic system. Um, Verse 8. But do not be called rabbi teacher. For one is your teacher and you are all equally brothers. Do not call anyone on earth who guides you spiritually your father. For one is your father who is in heaven. So even we see religious system of Catholicism. What do they call him? Father. The Messiah is like, don't, we don't do that. So that's what I'm saying. I'm equal with y'all. Don't be up here like, oh, Zara is our leader. No. I have certain anointings and gifts, but so do you. If you' full of the spirit, so what we are not about to do is act like I'm some celebrity. Like y'all got to chill with that. When I see people being extra like that, I try to like move them away or with because the the fans be the ones that are that are, that are they hail you and nail you no matter who you are. People love you. Those I love you be the same ones talking about me because I won't give in to them trying to puff me up. They want me to be their their narcissist and let them be my supply. No, bruh, it don't work like that. That's not what the Messiah wants for us in community systems. This system of narcissism, no. So let's finish picking up um, verse nine. Do not call anyone on, we did that, verse 10. Do not let yourselves be called leaders or teachers, for one is your leader, your teacher, the Messiah, Yahusha. Verse 11, but the greatest among you will be your servant. Whoever exalts himself shall be humbled and whoever humbles himself shall be raised to honor. So we need to understand that, um, you got, you gotta stop calling people to be something for you that only the most high in his spirit is supposed to be for you through his spirit is supposed to be for you when you're in a system and they want you to prop them up and they want you to puff them up. They want to be like on high and you know, like I'm your guide, and I'm your. You need to be really careful because you could be in a, a system of narcissism because that is not the design that the Most High has set up for how He wants community to go. It does not revolve around man, a particular man. We all have gifts, we all have something to offer. My group that I do, True Child Partner Journey. I'm I am guiding us because I've been where everybody's trying to go, but everybody is able to I put questions in our group chat like share this, see what your group has to say. Because I'm not the only one who has insight on things. Now my insight may be a little more advanced at times because of steeping in the most high and study and experience and all that stuff like that, and sometimes if a person isn't fully healed, they're not there and they can't see clearly. But that doesn't mean they still don't have something to offer at minimum. But when you're in a system and it's all about this one person that gets up, you know, even the ground is lifted up and they're above everybody and everybody is like up to them like that, you gotta, that could, you need to be careful. That's not the system model that the Most High wants for His people because you make an idol out of people like that. And when you make an idol out of people, you are breaking the commandment that y'all says you, don't, you should not have no other idols. You don't have no other before me. So you got to be careful getting caught up loving people's personalities and, and things that they do. And that's fine that y'all love True Tribe and y'all love what I do, but I am not your teacher. I'm not your idol. I'm not your Messiah. Stop it. Stop it. Some of us are so used to that system you leave something that you think you need to get out of and you bring it with you somewhere else. Don't it's not welcome here. No. This is not the most high for us when it comes to that. Verse 11, verse 12. I mean, we did that one. Okay. Forgive me if I said the wrong verse. I know this is Matthew 23, but I might have said the wrong verse numbers. Verse 13, but woe, judgment is coming to you self-righteous scribes and Pharisees. Hypocrites with your hidden addictions, your hidden perversions, your hidden affairs, adulteries, your hidden things with little children. Hypocrites. You want to call yourself righteous, but you neglect your wife. You beat your wife. You hit your wife. You push her down, but you righteous. And you hear from y'all. You hearing from the devil, bruh. Chill. You're not hearing from y'all. Putting your hands on people like that. Doing stuff like that. But you righteous because you got fringes and and head coverings and wraps and tassels and all of this. You righteous? You not. The Most High says, whoa, judgment is coming to you. That's what's coming to you. And some of y'all might be like, well, maybe it's not coming because y'all's not doing anything about it. You are the one who has to respond the right way to this kind of sin. He don't just change it. He changes it through what we confront. He changes it through us making new decisions inside of these systems so that they don't progress. That's what he does. You have a part in tearing this kind of construct down. God's not okay with it. He says, judgment is coming to people who have systems like this. Scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you shut off the kingdom of heaven in front of people. For you do not enter yourselves, nor do you allow those who are in the process of entering to do so. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you swallow up widows' houses, and to cover it up, you make long prayers. Therefore, you will receive the greater condemnation. The greater condemnation. Woe to you, self righteous scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you travel over sea and land to make a single proselyte convert. To Judaism. And when he becomes a convert. You make him twice as much a son of hell. As you are. You going overseas. Talking about. I'm converting people. Into what I believe. You converting them to hell. That's what you doing. Because you're not righteous. You don't possess the spirit of the most high. You got a lot of knowledge. And that's how you trick people. Because you know so much. You look the part. But in your heart. You a whole devil. Making people devils just like you. That's that spirit. That's that system. And it's a righteous anger that I have against it. That's why I told you, I don't play with the, you, you, you got to be some. I don't play with these systems out here. And I'm not saying that everybody who has a community is like this. I'm not saying that. But the majority of them are. The majority of them are. Clearly, because the scripture already telling us what it looked like. So they're they're out there. This is not like some, you know, uh, hypothesis. This is what, what it is. Um, verse 16, woe to you blind guides who say whoever swears an oath by the sanctuary of the temple, that is nothing non-binding, but whoever swears an oath by the gold of the temple is obligated as a debtor to fulfill his vow and keep his promise. You fools and blind men. Do you hear this language? You fools and blind men. We've been talking about wisdom and healing payment Proverbs. Sometimes people are like, you're too strong with it. I'm too strong. You hear you fools and blind men. It, it angers the Messiah, the most high too. It's, it's a righteous anger that people are doing this to people in his name. It's the spirit of narcissism at work. A counterfeit of spiritual connection with the most high called religion. And is sickening to the most high. He's not okay with it. And he needs y'all to wake up. You fools and blind men, verse 17, which is more important, the gold or the sanctuary of the temple that sanctified the gold. And you scribes and Pharisees say, whoever swears an oath by the altar, that is nothing non-binding. But whoever swears an oath by the offering on it, he is obligated as a debtor to fulfill his vow and keep his promise. You spiritually blind men, which is more important, the offering of the altar that sanctifies the offering. Therefore, whoever swears an oath by the altar swears both by it and by everything offered on it. And whoever swears an oath by the sanctuary of the temple swears by it and by by him who dwells within it. And whoever swears, the temple uh by whoever swears an oath by heaven swears both by the throne of the Most High Yah and by Him who sits on it. Y- y'all playing. Verse 23. Woe to you, self-righteous scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you give a tenth tithe of your mint and dill and cumin. Focusing on minor matters. If I tell you, if one more time, ask me what, one more person asks me why my head ain't covered up. You're focusing on small stuff. The most high is doing a great work and all you can focus on is why my head ain't covered. You're focusing on small stuff. Small fools, blind. You're missing it. You're missing the most high at work because of what somebody looks like. Yes, be modest, but you got to chill with all this external stuff. You're missing. You don't even look for the spirit in the person. Look for the spirit of the most. Whose spirit is at work in them. Forget about what they know. Forget about what they're wearing. Forget about what they have on their clothes or their head. Look for the spirit in the person. Do they repent? Are they full of the spirit of the most high? Or do they just know stuff? And look the part. But a whole devil inside. It's not. It's serious, y'all. I think people treat this like is this is okay. It's not okay. This is why the, the Messiah was up flipping tables and calling people fools. And like, it's not okay. It's he's very dis, like disgusted with it, and you should be too. If you if you live for him, this shouldn't be okay with you. You shouldn't be in systems like that enabling it. What verse are we on? Um, focusing on minor matters and have neglected the weightier, more important, moral and spiritual provisions of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. But there are the primary things you ought to have done without neglecting the others. You spiritually blind guides who strain out a gnat consuming yourselves with minuscule matters and swallow a camel ignoring and violating the violating the most high yah's precepts woe to you self-righteous scribes and Pharisees hypocrites for you clean the outside of the cup and the plate but inside they are full of extortion and robbery and self-indulgence unrestrained greed you spiritually blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and of the plate. Examine and change your inner self to conform to the most high YAH's precepts. So that the outside, your public life and deeds may be clean also. Woe to you, self-righteous scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For you are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside. But inside are full of dead men's bones and everything, not some, everything unclean. So you also outwardly seem to be just and upright to men, but inwardly you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Woe to you, self-righteous scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For you build tombs for the prophets and decorate and adore the monuments of the righteous. And you say, if we had been living in the days of our fathers, we would have joined them in shedding the blood of the prophets. So you testify against yourselves that you are the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the allotted measure of the guilt of your father's sins. You serpents, you spawns of vipers. How can you escape the penalty of hell? Therefore, take notice, I'm sending you prophets and wise men, interpreters and teachers and scribes educated in the Mosaic law and the writings of the prophets. Some of them you will kill and even crucify and some you will flog in your synagogues and pursue and persecute them from city to city so that on you will come the guilt of all the blood of the righteous shed on earth from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zachariah the priest, the son of Barakia, forgive me if I'm saying that wrong, whom you murdered. You could be in relationship with a killer emotionally. Some of y'all thought that might have been too strong. Killer. What it say right here? Whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, the judgment for all these things, these vile and murderous deeds will come in this generation. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who murders the prophets and stones to death the messengers who are sent to her by the Most High Yah. How often I wanted to gather your children together around me as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were unwilling. You were unwilling. Listen carefully. Your house is being left to you desolate. Completely abandoned by the Most High Yah and destitute of his protection. For I say to you, you will not see me again ministering to you publicly until you say, Blessed to be celebrated with praise is he who comes in the name of the most high Yah. It's not a game. If you hear that and you still think it's a game, either the most high 't shut your eyes, and ain't nothing I could do, or the enemy done shut your eyes. It's not a game. We are not to participate in that kind of system. There is judgment. There is judgment. There is wrath. There is, there is, uh, huh. whoa, like it just kept saying, whoa. Look for this stuff when you're in a system in your family and in your religious, if you're into religion and all that stuff, you need to look for this and pay attention. Because when the most high deals with it. He's not playing. Y'all got to stop idolizing people. He's tired of it. He's tired of it. You have to to stop enabling people. You have to stop participating in cover-ups. People abusing people. I've been at a church in Atlanta. And I want to say the name so bad. And the pastor and his wife. But I I ain't going to do it. Unrepentant. Send me messages about I'm sorry. You ain't sorry. You ain't restore what you did to me. You're not sorry. You just want to cover it in writing so it looks like you're sorry. I look, I sent her an email. You didn't restore your wrong. You didn't restore your wrong. The most high is disgusted. Enablers will help a system like that keep going on. They'll keep having services. They'll keep getting their money. Their houses, they'll They all. keep doing because there's always somebody to enable that kind of spirit always people like we just saw in the scripture people they're they're unwilling the most high is like come to me and be unwilling there's always going to be people there they're there to to enable that kind of behavior but if we don't hold people to a standard of righteousness and repentance and i'm not talking about outward adornment i'm talking about in here when you stay in it you're participating in the system All right, so what slide is this? All right, uh, so narcissism act as the shepherd, but they're really the wolf. You see the shepherd on the one side, you see the wolf on the other side. Narc narcissists pretend to be a shepherd when they are the wolf. That's the narcissistic system from family and religion to business to etc. No matter what system you're in, they they pretend to be the shepherd and they're the wolf. They pretend like they helping you and they loving you and they actually the ones killing you. You gotta be careful. That's why the Most High says, be not deceived, test the spirits. Not test the, the outward appearance. Not test the garments that they're wearing. Not test the the tassels and, and fringes and whatever else you think on the outside. He didn't say test their clothes. He didn't say test their head coverings. He didn't say test their shoes. And He said test, be not deceived, Beware, test the spirit of the person. Because you got wolves out here that's leading you as shepherds. But they're a wolf. And they're leading you to the slaughter. Leading you to the slaughter. When we see this stuff, we can't can't ignore it. Ask the most how to help you, give you wisdom to figure out what direction to go. Don't keep enabling that. Don't keep giving people your money like that. Don't keep showing up for people. Don't keep inviting people over to that thing. Get out of that. The most high is not pleased with people who behave that way. You've seen it in the scripture that I just read you. It's not a light thing with the most high like they make it look. It's an illusion. They'll, 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 they will groom you into thinking you're doing something good by supporting them and you're not. Not if they're not repentant, not if not, there's not a standard of righteousness, not that they covering up their sins and telling you to cover up people's sins too. That ain't even repentant. Somebody repenting, Okay, cover it up. We can move forward because you repent and you change and you restore the wrong. Everybody don't need to know, but we shouldn't be doing that for people that are not repentant. We shouldn't be protecting them. It's we saw in the scripture, the most high just said, I'm not, he's not even going to be your protection now. So what happens when that system falls? You're going to be in it, inside of the thing that's falling. It grieves my spirit so much. So the narcissist acts as the shepherd, but it's really the wolf. So they cannot feed the sheep. They feast on them instead for supply. Did you hear what I said? They cannot feed you. A narcissist can't feed you. They feast on you instead for their supply. In a healthy family or spiritual situation, the parents or the leaders, they own their mistakes. And they do that, excuse me, by repenting and having empathy for their child. Or the unhealthy parents, uh, whereas unhealthy parents only deny and make excuses for their mistakes. You know you're in a narcissistic family or religious system when somebody uh, does you wrong and they won't repent. And they make you feel crazy for what you even said. Or they'll say sorry, but they don't restore their wrong. Or they'll say things like, well, everybody make mistakes. You got to move on. You got to get over it. Like, you're un- you're so unforgiving. Like, oh my gosh, like, can we just let it go? That's how they say the same. So they gaslight you into thinking you're doing something unrighteous by calling them to the standard of righteousness. When somebody is in sin, we don't say, just get over it. Like, gosh, we all do it. <laughs> yes, we all do. But the Most High says those who are his repent and, and correct their wrongs and restore people. Restore the person restore me for what you, when you really sorry, you want to restore me for what you did to my life. You want to restore me when people don't want to restore you. I don't understand how you a shepherd. You can't restore people back to, to what you, what you did like now the most high will restore you now when they don't, but they still play a part. Um it, Let me give you a physical example. It's like if you outside and y'all forbid uh, somebody gets into a car accident, not you, somebody gets into a car accident and the person hit the car. And your car, the person's car gets all damaged and dented up And it's all banged up And the person, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it Like, can we just get over it already? You know, like I said sorry So just go on about your life and move on I said sorry, like, I didn't mean it Like, you know That's, that's a, a spirit of narcissism They don't want to pay to get your car fixed They said sorry, so you should get over it You got all this damage Maybe the car is even totaled but that's your responsibility. You get, get with y'all or whoever and help you fix that. That ain't my responsibility. I know I caused that damage, but I ain't got time to be fixing that. No, when somebody's really has is repentance and that car gets hit, they're like, Oh my gosh, are you alright? First of all, I'm so glad that you are okay. Okay, you got assurance. How do you fix this? Please let me know how I can restore that, like how I can fix this damage that was done. Oh my gosh, I just, oh, please forgive me. Do you forgive me? Is there anything else I can do? Is it, did everything get fixed with your car? How much is it? Here you go. That's repentance. But the spirit of narcissism will blame you for the accident. They don't want to restore nothing. They don't want to fix nothing. A wolf acting like they the shepherd, but they really feasting on you when they supposed to be feeding you. That's what they do Another scripture I want to look at Is found in Ezekiel 34 1-3 And it talks about these these kinds of shepherds And it says Thus says the Most High Yahuwah Whoa Do y'all see how much judgment is the, First of all are y'all noticing how much judgment Is coming to people in these systems That lead these systems Do, you, do y'all I know it ain't kit yet I know it ain't hit yet because y'all so long suffering, man. He be giving people such a long time to to fully repent. People might halfway repent or partially repent or repent of one third. and They think that's repentance. No, you got to fully repent for what you did. That means you have sorrow for what you did and you want to change your behavior. And that may often include restoring what you, the damage you caused. How do I restore this? These types of people, they don't want to do that. And so much judgment coming on them for behaving that way. But because it looks like they're getting away with it, they think they got away with it just because it looks that way. You didn't. Judgment is, is on your door. It's like it's waiting to be released on you. So let's look at this scripture. Ezekiel 34, two through three. Thus says the Most High Yahuwah. Whoa, judgment is coming to the spiritual shepherds of Israel who have been feeding themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flock? You eat the fat, the choices of meats, and clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the best of the livestock, but you do not feed the flock. You do not feed the flock. And when this happens, it's some serious pain that people endure under people of that kind of so-called care. They have little empathy about what they did to you. That abuse of authority is called trauma. It's called spiritual trauma. No empathy plus abuse of authority is trauma. That's a toxic combination. And the pain is very serious. But they will make you feel like they will minimize it so low. Like it's not that serious. You got to learn how to forgive. So it don't look like the wicked devilish scheme that it is. The most high is not okay with it. If I'm talking to somebody that this is happening to, that's trauma. If that happened to you in your family system with your parent or your siblings, if that happened to you at a church, at a camp, at an assembly, at a religious structure, what happened to you was trauma. And don't let nobody tell you it wasn't that serious. It was. And the most High takes it very seriously. He does. I know these people in these positions that look like shepherds don't. So you think that y'all didn't, but he does. He's here to tell you that he does by what we just read. He does. So again, little to no empathy and abuse of authority is a toxic combination that perpetuates trauma, both intergenerationally and spiritually. When your mother keeps telling you that what happened to you didn't happen, she's perpetuating trauma. When that leader keeps telling you what happened to you didn't happen to you, unless you're not in your right mind and you're just lying. But if you're not lying and this really happened, it perpetuates trauma. Don't let nobody tell you what happened to you didn't happen. Don't let nobody tell you the pain, the abuse, the neglect that happened to you wasn't that serious. Don't let nobody make you think this is a light Thing that is a light matter The most high doesn't say woe Or send judgment onto things that are light He does not It is not light It is heavy And it's going to be a heavy price For people that do stuff like this to people My heart goes out to you Because I've been in it It's happened to me several times Before I woke up and realized the systems that I was in And learned about these things What happened to you was trauma and I know you might love your mother and your father, or whoever, and your grandmother. But if they possess this spirit, they've traumatized you. I can assure you that. That's what this spirit does. And so some of y'all walking around thinking you a, 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 a just a sinful child, a sinful grandchild. Like you're just the most horrible, like just just most wicked person for confronting their sin. See how deluded they do. They confront you, confronting. Unrighteousness and they making you feel like you're the unrighteous one for doing it. That's that's trauma. Emotional trauma, spiritual trauma. But you can heal. I healed. The most high can um restore you, even if the person who, who damaged you doesn't. He can. He did it for me. And a number of people that I've a number of people that I've helped, he does it. He cleans up their mess because they won't. But they still gonna pay, they're still gonna have to pay for the mess that they created. So that is excuse me, I'm trying to put my earring back in. So that is uh the rest of religious when it comes to narcissists to the uh part two of the narcissist the series of aware of the narcissist. Um we will be picking up with uh before I give you this assignment. We'll be picking up with part three. It's already scheduled up there. Make sure that you um, look, if you have not already, make sure that you look in the description to this video um, to get instant notifications about lives, just like this one that you just watch. It's a personal telegram invitation link in there. And it will let you know when I'm going live because sometimes my schedule changes. I have them scheduled up there right now, but sometimes my schedule changes. Um, So if you really just wanna make sure that you get this information Um, Get in that group And I'll send a notification out When I'm about to go live Um, The next time we're going to deal with uh, Part 3 Which is fear Uh, We're going to talk about mm, We're going to talk about How the spirit of a narcissist Will make you so afraid to even live your life And the fact that um, Most people don't understand The most high What does he call fear What is it is something that makes you not have confidence, is something that makes you timid. What does he call it? The most high calls it the what? A spirit. He said, "I don't give you the what? Spirit of fear." Because narcissism in my understanding is spiritual. It has to use spiritual things to run its system. So one of the things it's going to use is making you scared and making you fearful so that it can maintain the control and narcissistic supply that we talked about. So we're gonna talk about that next time, but I wanna give you an assignment for part two A and B. Um, What part do you play in the system? I would like you to ask yourself that. So I want you to do two things. First, I want you to look at your family or the religious construct that you belong to. Does anybody play any of the the roles that we talked about, including yourself? I want you to write it down. I want you to write down what each part is in the system. I'm gonna show you right now, let me bring it back up real quick. Uh, Let's see what the system looks like is, hold on, what slide is it? Give me one minute. This is the system. That's the narcissistic system. Who fits there? So you might want to take a screenshot of this and then I want you to write in the boxes where it says enabler, narcissist, flying monkey, lost child, golden child, scapegoat, I want you to cover that up and write on top who those people are, yourself included and now remember this is the narcissist the foundation of the narcissistic system, but the way that it shows up in family looks like this um hold on, and again, you're welcome to take some screenshots of this the family the family system looks like this is usually this. And then the religious system we talked about looks like this. Okay? So do one for the family and for religion for your assignment. If you really are wanting to experience some healing from these things and some understanding, one look at your family in the in the you might call it your spiritual community, but it might be religion, and you don't really realize it ain't spiritual. It is spiritual, but the the religious that I'm talking about is a counterfeit of the spiritual connection the most high deems necessary. So look at it. it. It could not be that, but look at it and just make sure that you're not in it. Does anybody play any of those roles? Because if they play any of the roles that we talked about, that, that might be what you're in. Number two, explain what you see and write down whose behavior matches each role. So when you go through each of those different um, parts in the system, Ask yourself what behaviors Did the person have is there um, Triangulation is there codependency Here is there um, Superiority is there uh, Secret keeping Um, Little To no communication is there enmeshment Is there parentification Is there emotional incest Like are these things showing up and who Are they and how do I know that that's showing up Um, Write it down Ask the most High to give you wisdom And guide you with that um, but next time we'll talk about fear. So that is your assignment. Real quick, um, we, we probably need a breather, right? Because that was a little deep, We probably need a little bit of a breather. Let me just show this quick uh, reminder about the giveaway. I'll be right back. I'm giving away something every month. Yep, you can get a Truth Tribe journal, tea, notebook, stickers, cash, and more each month you have a chance to win an item plus free shipping. Just listen to my lives for the secret key code, then enter your info at ZaraHarrison.com slash Truth Tribe giveaway. What will you win? So the giveaway for this month, is two hoodies. One of them is black and white, the other one is gray and white. And you could win by going to zaryharrison.com slash truth tribe giveaway. The link is in the description. You have for the whole month to enter. You can enter once each month. So if you entered last time and you didn't win, you're welcome to enter again, or even if you did win, you can enter again. And then I'll announce the winner in February. Also, I just wanted to remind you that we're on a 30 day journal challenge. If you're not doing that with us, I hope that you will join us on that challenge. Um, day 30 will, I'm going to go live with a few people to talk about their experience and how that helped them. Um, this is definitely a topic with Beware the narcissist that you want to be journaling, journaling about. Um, And last but not least, forgive me, I should have did this earlier. I want to thank uh, a special part of True Tribe and that is True Tribe patrons who help me make free content, including videos, exercises, and the resources just like this live you're watching right now. I truly appreciate your support, patrons, and I'm sure those who benefit from your giving appreciate it, too. If that is true and I am correct, please show that I am, that is correct and like this video and share it with someone. You never know what people are dealing with and what they're going through. Um, So please share this video. Don't decide for them what they need because you you don't ever know what people are dealing with. Um, I think that was it. I don't have time to read your comments because I have a... Some stuff I got to get ready to do So I will look back at them later Um, I hope that you'll do the assignment And I will see you part three Whatever the date is up there Scheduled but make sure you're in the telegram group Because like I said sometimes it changes Um, And I think that was all Oh secret key code for the giveaway Is love is not blind In order to enter you have to have the secret key code Love is not blind is the secret key code I hope you have been journaling And I'll see y'all next time Thanks for joining me peace They always told me love's supposed to suffer long I looked it up in the lexicon It said that suffering actually means the act of being patient Have I been patient with you? And who is to decide when long is long enough? And what do I do when I feel I've had enough?